everybody, Jeff Antoniak here. Welcome to Digging Deeper Jazz. So I wanna talk about something that I think is confronting a lot of you. I hear from hundreds and actually worked with over a thousand students last year and getting bored with your playing, hitting that plateau, feeling like you're not progressing. And of course, all the feelings that go along with that, right? How do we push ahead when we are tired of hearing ourselves play? Well, so I wanna give you a conceptual thought on that today, and I wanna give you, as always, a tangible thought that uh, five minutes from now, you should be playing in a way that is exciting and challenging, and you're hearing yourself doing different things with the material you currently know. So um, the uh, misconception that a lot of us have is, let me buy that next PDF bundle from the guy on the other video, or let me buy that book from over there, and all that good information is gonna help. Or let me watch Jeff's next video. Um, sure, yeah, you know, information is good. Yes, information is healthy. Um, but that's just more stuff <laughs> that you don't know how to play, right? So what we have to do is use the tools you have today. The adult amateurs, the semi-pros that I love talking to. Let's take something you can do today. If you know the Dorian scale, and that's it. This will work. If you don't know the Dorian scale, this will work. Um, if you're working on altered triad pairs, this will work. What is the big mystery uh, answer, big mystery question here? It's rhythm. Let's start infusing what we're playing with rhythm. So many of us get wrapped up in the harmony or the melodic thing or what scale am I playing or what lower neighbors and is it a half step or whole step? All this kind of stuff. Whatever you're doing, if you add some rhythmic spice, some rhythmic impetus to it, it immediately is new, right? Here's a C major scale. And here is a C major scale. I applied a cool Afro-Cuban rhythm to that scale. And so that scale became a lot harder because of course there was all this articulation to do. You understand, right? That scale became a whole other thing. And however bored I was playing the C major scale for the 10 trillionth time, that was a different deal right there. I was engaged and it sounded more like music. So that's what we're gonna get into, talking about uh, how to infuse some rhythm into this. And, and we're gonna get very specific with the PDF. Okay, before we go any further, first of all, I wanna remind you, Digging Deeper is now a podcast. So subscribe to the podcast and these videos, you can hear them in podcast form going all the way back, 190 some uh, videos, so please do that. So the next thing is you know that I've been uh, running jazzwire.net for over two years now. Hundreds of adult musicians like you. So here's my question, why aren't you specifically asking me about Jazzwire. I really do want to know the answer to that question. So I'm wondering if you think that it's too hard, if it's too far above you. The answer is we have novices coming in who are just learning what a Dorian scale is. 
or how to play chord tones? So the answer is wherever you're at, there's probably a place for you. Do you think you're more advanced than that? Well, we have semi-pros who are out playing gigs and making recordings, working inside Jazzwire. So I'd love to know if that's kind of what it is. Is it nerve-wracking or feels like it's putting yourself out there? Is it sort of a scary thing? Does it feel like a big commitment? I would love to know the answer to those questions. So send me an email to diggingdeeperjazz at gmail.com or just leave a comment. I would love to know. But, but, you know, this could be personal, right? I would love to know for you. That helps me create something that speaks to you better. And maybe it'll speak to you personally. But that would be helpful. Six or 8,000 of you are going to watch this video. I'd love for 10% of you to write me. I would love to have 600 emails telling me about your experience and where you're at and what's holding you back from really moving ahead. Okay, let's look at this handout. And what you see here are a bunch of rhythms, right? And these rhythms, I didn't invent. So that's the thing. When someone says, play rhythmically, the, a good question is, what is that? You know, I am using rhythms. What do you mean, play rhythmically? In a sense, that's pretty terrible teaching, play rhythmically. Well, what's the next step? So what I did is wrote down the rhythms from some classic jazz tunes. So the very first one here, item number one, is from a really cool Blue Mitchell tune called Fungi Mama. Sounds like this. So what about if we use that rhythm? Well, let me do this. Let me go through the other examples. Item number two, the song Pent Up House by Sonny Rollins. So some of you know there's a little pickup in there. I didn't want to make it that complicated. I left out the pickup and left that cool little cross rhythm in there. How about the third example? All right. Again, many of us know St. Thomas. Many of us know St. Thomas is an island. Even if you didn't know the song, you may have figured out, oh, that's a calypso tune. Well, so is the first song. Number one and number three are calypsos. Number two is swing. It doesn't matter. Get a rhythm from anywhere. You don't have to run out and buy a snare drum book. Flip open your fake book, your real book, whatever. Classical piano book. First measure or two, that's your rhythm. And now the thing is, and what I'm going to do for you here, is show you what to actually do with this. So what I'm doing, um, the last example on the sheet, number four, are the first two measures, but it's actually the first four measures of the song Black Orpheus, or Mania de Carnaval. This is a song we're doing in the green community in Jazzwire this week. And so it's a very simple minor vamp. Even if you don't know what those chords are, you just play A minor. If you know A Dorian, great. If you know A harmonic minor, great. If you know the blues scale, if you know minor pentatonic, if you know the note E, let's call it, or the note A, great, that'll work. Now you use these rhythms. What I'm going to do is set that vamp going, and I'm going to play that Fungi Mama example, and I'm just going to be using minor pentatonic notes. So maybe for four measures, I'll just sort of improvise with A minor pentatonic, and then what I'm going to do is use that rhythm a little bit. And simply what am I going to do is I'm going to try to play that rhythm using notes from this pentatonic scale. It's going to be that simple.
see what I'm talking about, right? Whatever you were going to play, good notes, you found some notes that work, even if it's just one or two notes, but now how do we turn it into something interesting, add some spice to it, add some shape to it? That is where rhythm and phrasing comes in. So rhythms have motion and then they have rests. That what, that's what makes them a rhythm, right? So the amazing thing is a good rhythm, and what does that mean, a good rhythm? I'd say it's a rhythm taken from a famous song. A good rhythm has uh, rests built in. It has the phrasing built into it. So it's this incredible two-for-one sort of deal that you get some spicy sort of rhythms and shape to what's going on, but now you get this good phrasing. Now, this is a complicated uh, rhythm, and it lasts four measures. So you see I put those square brackets underneath. Just two measures would be fantastic. So perhaps you could play two measures, the first two measures, and then improvise your own stuff for three and four. Play the first two again, improvise your own stuff. Let's listen to that. like almost nothing, right? It seems too good to be true. It seems so simple. Here's the thing. When is the last time you've tried this? The answer is either never or 100 years ago, right? So yes, uh, sometimes the simplest stuff, the most powerful stuff, is the most easy thing to overlook. Give this a try. I know it would be easier to go, yeah, yeah, okay, got it with the rhythm. Yeah, next. Um, you can do that. That's how to not get better at <laughs> playing jazz. Um, what you need to do is subscribe to one thing. What is, what is the name of this series? It's called Digging Deeper. Take an idea and dig, 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 dig. You're going to get bored of this after about 16 measures. Is that when you stop and go on to number two? Nope. That's when you do it for another 500 measures and see what comes out of it. This is how to get progressing. And this is the kind of work we do in Jazzwire to get folks out of those places where they're stalled out. So let me do one last example. I'm gonna change the accompaniment to a swing feel and uh, let me do number two for you. to give credit to Emily from the Blue Community in Jazzwire. She came on a couple weeks ago and she was saying, it's like, oh, I'm just a little tired of myself today. Uh, a post she was doing and said, I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to spice it up rhythmically. I need to throw a wrench in the works in a good way. And her playing sounded so new and so fresh that day. And that got me thinking like, wow, what a great way to go. Emily, thank you for the great idea. So give it a try. All right, everybody, send me 
an email. I want to let you know where you're stuck and why you're stuck. What is keeping you from moving on? What is keeping you from asking for help? Think about what you do for a living. Think about whatever challenges you've had in your life. The ones where you got ahead and probably moved quicker are those moments when you asked for help. You were sick, maybe you called a doctor, right? Or you needed some advice, you called a friend, right? So think about those moments and what is holding you back at this point if you are indeed held back. Perhaps you have a great teacher, good for you. I'd love to hear about it. Have a great week, everybody. And don't be bored with your plan. We can fix that. 